emanating from www.michaelnimmons.com. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. This is Michael Eric Dyson. This is Rochelle Riley, straight out of Detroit. This is Dr. Victoria Dooley at Dr. Dooley MD. What up, everybody? It's your boy, comedian Jay Stevens. This is Frederick D. Haynes III. I am Justin Coates, an author and anti-bullying activist. I am Pam Perry. Hey, everybody. This is Rochelle V. Mann, CEO of Man Made Productions. This is Bree Diane, international evangelist. Hey, this is Candace Pretty Strange Smith. And what's up? This is Ty Scott King. I was cracking Planet Earth. It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemeth. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. I want you to give a warm Thinking Out Loud Radio Show welcome to Emmy Award winning WXYZ Channel 7 anchor woman and new friend of the show, Miss Carolyn Clifford. Well, thank you, Michael, and what a nice introduction. So happy to be here. You know what I've got to do. i got to check out my man, Michael Nimmons, who is handling his business as he drops that knowledge. I like that because Frederick Douglass, for whom I'm named, says that knowledge unfits us for slavery. Truth sets us free. If you want to be free, you want to be like Mike. Check out the best radio show online. You're locked in right now to our listening. You're tuned into the... And without thinking about it, guess what? I'm thinking out loud right here on a Thinking Out Loud radio show. And if you want to stay in the know, you better be listening to Thinking Out Loud radio show. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Check out Thinking Out Loud. Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thinking Out Loud radio show. Don't you dare touch that dial. The Thinking Out Loud radio show with Michael Nimmin. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmin's. Welcome to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. You're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. Happy Tuesday to everybody. I want to welcome you to the Vote Out Loud edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And uh, we've got a great show in store for you. We're going to be talking about a number of different trending topics, including Trump contracting the coronavirus. That's right, guys. We're going to open the show tonight, kicking it off, talking about that. Of course, uh, you know some of the latest developments that he uh, has, uh, you know, been released from Walter Reed Hospital, made it back to the White House, and there are some other things that have come out of this as a result, but we wanted to give you our thoughts about that. We'll be dealing with that in the first segment of tonight's show, and then we're going to be talking about 
the Breonna Taylor case. There's new evidence that has come out of this case. The FBI is also investigating it and uh, could very well be bringing some federal charges against the two officers that are directly involved. We've been sharing with you more about that case in the second segment of tonight's show. And then finally, rounding out the three topics for tonight, we're going to be talking about the presidential debate uh, that took place a little over a week ago and uh, giving you our thoughts about that. We call it the presidential debacle. I'm sure many of you know about that by now. And uh, we'll be sharing with you our thoughts about that presidential debate between uh, President Donald Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden. And, uh, you know, giving you some of our thoughts about that coming up. And so uh, this is the Vote Out Loud edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're going to be talking about voting. Those of you who know us know that um, we talked about this for uh, some time now. We are just under a month uh, before the November 3rd election. Uh, you know, here we are October the 6th. And, um, you know, we are just days away from uh, the November 3rd election. So, again, those of you who have not registered to vote, you only have a few more days to do that. So please do get registered to vote. And um, the early voting has started already. Uh, so you can certainly go down to your local city clerk's offices and municipalities and cities around uh, you know the, your state, around the country, and uh, and um, cast your ballot. And don't you don't have to wait until November 3rd to do so and so uh, we're recommending that you do that to avoid you know any uh, you know chaos in the line confusion or whatever whatever uh, long lines I'm sure are going to be uh, you know uh, um, there uh, on November 3rd or even the closer we get to November 3rd uh, but the earlier the better I say and um, we also wanted to point out, you know, on the ballots that you're getting back, uh, we were asked to, to deal with this or talk a little bit about the ballots themselves. Um, you are able to vote a straight Democratic or, or straight Republican uh, ticket without having to go through each individual candidate or candidates um, and uh, vote for each one on the front of your ballot. So uh, you can vote straight Democratic and uh, take care of that. And that will take care of, you know, all the Democratic candidates that are running uh, in the general election, including the president of the United States. Uh, but um, one thing that I, I want to mention also there may be some local candidates uh, that uh, local positions that are either all Democratic or all Republican. And uh, by by selecting or choosing a straight Democratic or straight Republican ticket, you don't have to go to those local positions that only have uh, a Republican or Democrat in the spot to vote for them. You all by by doing the straight Democratic or straight Republican ballot, you don't have to vote for any of those candidates individually. That straight Democratic ticket should take care of all of that. And then whatever is left when it comes to the nonpartisan positions, judges or uh, proposals that are on the ballot, you have to take care of those individually or separately. Uh, but as far as the candidates that are 
partisan or Democratic or Republican voting a straight Republican or straight Democratic ticket will take care of all of that. I know it can be a bit tricky. Uh, they do change the ballots uh, every election and, you know, there are theories about why that's done and and whatnot. Uh, some say to confuse voters and that might be true in some, in some respects, but um, I think, you know, um, the Bible talks about in all thy getting, get an understanding, and that's what we want to do on tonight and I think a uh, knowledgeable voter is an empowered voter and uh, and so we also encourage you to do your due diligence and to uh, look up the candidates that are running in your for local elections. Don't just focus on the presidential election, but also uh, you want to do to be an informed voter uh, and and make some informed decisions when it comes to uh, you know uh, you know local politics, statewide politics as well. We all know, and many of you have already made up your mind about who you're going to vote for president and and uh you know and whatnot but you also need to uh do your research about local politics as well because those positions i think are just as important who your city council members are uh who your state senators are uh who your uh congress congressmen and women are senators and whatnot who they are who your mayor is and if they are running in this election you need to know that information and uh, that information is available online. I mean, there really is no excuse anymore for people to say that they just didn't know or they didn't have access to that information. So uh, we just wanted to come on real quick and uh, certainly make you aware of that. Again, voting is so very important. And, um, you know, no excuse now is, uh, is reasonable. It is so very important that you go to the polls in November and exercise your right to vote. And that's why we're going to be talking about this all the way up into November. Each each show, we're going to deal with it in some way, shape, or form as just a reminder to those of you that need that reminder that it's so very important to go out and vote. Also during tonight's show, we're dedicating the entire show to the life and legacy of our spiritual father, Bishop David L. Ellis, a giant, a giant, a spiritual giant, and uh, one that uh, has left an indelible mark on the lives of everyone that he touched. He was the former pastor of uh, Greater Grace Temple right here in Detroit, Michigan. His son, Bishop Charles Haywood Ellis III, is his successor. Uh, he passed away, Bishop David Ellis, uh, back in March of 1996. He would be uh, celebrating his 85th birthday this past October the 3rd. And so we're dedicating the entire show to his life and legacy. And we're going to be sharing with you an excerpt of a powerful sermon entitled Chosen uh, during tonight's show as well. So, guys, we've got a great, great show in store for you. Don't want to belabor the moment nor the hour, but we're going to get right into our first topic after we come back from our break. Remember to follow us on all of our social media on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud radio show on Twitter and Instagram at TOL radio host 
at uh, TOL Radio Host MSN. Be sure to follow us on there. Want to give a shout out to all of our Detroit Praise Network uh, followers and fans and friends. Uh, Want to thank you guys for tuning in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. To all of the hosts there, to our family at the Detroit Praise Network, we thank you so much for all that you're doing to help promote the Thinking Out Loud radio show on your network. Again, you can go to the Detroit Praise Network website and you can listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, guys. So, uh, we're just uh, thrilled that God is expanding our territory, allowing us to uh, be available on multiple platforms. Again, you can listen to us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, Apple uh, Podcast, TuneIn, MichaelNimmons.com, RadioPublic, Radio.com, and now even on the Detroit Praise Network, guys. So uh, please uh, share this information with your with your friends relative, co-workers, neighbors, and the like, because we want you to be a part of what we're doing here at the, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And lastly, I want you to stop by michaelnimmons.com and take advantage of all of that we have available. We've got some great things on our website. Uh, we've got, we even have uh, gear. I'm not sure if many of you know this, but we have t-shirts and hats and face masks. We even have Vote Out Loud campaign t-shirts with face masks, combos there uh, that are available for a nominal fee. You can go there right now and get your uh, face mask and get you a t-shirt to match. So guys, we got a lot of great things that you can take advantage of right at michaelnimmons.com. So take some time today and give us a visit. We would truly, truly appreciate it. Well, we're going to take our first break of the night. When we come back, we're getting right into our first topic. Trump contracts the coronavirus. Guys, you don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Hello, my name is Maya Nimmons, and I want you to listen to my dad, Michael Nimmons, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m., available everywhere you listen to your podcast. And now, available on the Detroit Praise Network website. You better listen to that little girl, the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Stephanie D. Sanders, award-winning singer, songwriter, author, voiceover artist, and more. Heard on shows like the Tom Joyner Morning Show and the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Book Stephanie D. Sanders to voice over your podcast or radio intros or commercials. Do yourself a favor and visit stephaniedsanders.com and upgrade your podcast or radio show by booking Stephanie D. Sanders. You'll definitely be glad that you did. Good friend of ours, iconic, legendary radio host right here in Detroit, John Mason. Welcome to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thank you, Pastor Michael, man. <laughs> 
head out of a cloud and always listen to thinking it out loud. It'll change your life. It'll do it. And every time you watch and listen, it'll change your life every day. Tune in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show every Tuesday at 8 p.m. with radio host Michael Nimmons. Available everywhere you listen to your podcast. And now available for download on the Detroit Praise Network app. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you to believe? Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. If you believe in social justice, if you believe that black lives matter, if you believe that voting will bring about a change in November, if you believe that Jesus Christ is king, then you need to be listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I'm radio host Michael Nemens, and if all of your answers are yes, then you need to join me Tuesdays at 8 p.m. on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Available everywhere you listen to your podcast, including michaelnemons.com. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Welcome to CBS this morning. Let's get right to the alarming news. It's breaking overnight from the White House. President Trump and First Lady Melania Trump say they have tested positive for the coronavirus. He tweeted this early this morning. We will get through this together. The news came hours after the president confirmed one of his top aides, Hope Hicks, had also tested positive. Our Paula Reed is at the White House for us. Paula, good morning to you. What else do we know as of this hour? Good morning, Tony. Over the past several weeks, the president has largely conducted business as usual here at the White House. He's traveled across the country in various campaign stops, often without taking basic mitigation precautions like wearing a mask or social distancing. Now, today, the White House Physician's Office says the 74-year-old president and the First Lady are doing well. Today, the president has cleared his campaign schedule, but it's unclear how long he will quarantine. Whether we have it, I, I don't know. Just hours before the shocking diagnosis, President Trump revealed he and the First Lady had been tested for COVID after top aide Hope Hicks contracted the virus. I just heard about this. She tested positive. She wears masks a lot, but she tested positive. On Wednesday, Hicks can be seen in this video boarding the president's helicopter without a mask, less than a minute after the president. A short time later, she walked with the president's son-in-law and senior advisor Jared Kushner to Air Force One to attend a re-election rally. A senior administration official tells CBS News Hicks tested negative for COVID Wednesday morning, but then developed symptoms and tested positive. 
Her results were not announced by the White House Thursday, even though there was a formal White House press briefing. And then the president boarded Air Force One again to attend an indoor fundraiser in New Jersey. Earlier this week, Hicks accompanied the president and other top aides to the debate in Cleveland, Those states where the president was just feet from 77-year-old former vice president Joe Biden. I have a mask right here. I put a mask on it you know, when I think I need it. But President Trump did not don a mask in public until July 11th, more than three months after the CDC first recommended face coverings in April. And in recent weeks, he continued to cast doubt about their effectiveness. There are a lot of people think the masks are not good. Downplay the threat of the virus. Open your schools, everybody open your schools. And mock mask wearers. Can you take it up because I cannot hear you? I'll, I'll just speak louder, sir. Oh, okay, because you want to be politically correct. Go ahead. Including his Democratic rival. He could be speaking 200 feet away from it. He shows up with the biggest mask I've ever seen. And just hours before the president tested positive, he made this declaration. The end of the pandemic is in sight, and next year will be one of the greatest years in the history of our country. The White House says a contact tracing is underway here at the White House, but it's unclear if that will extend to the people the president interacted with at several fundraisers he attended this week and other campaign events. It is likely, though, to include those he has interacted with in the West Wing, where over the past several months they have taken a cavalier attitude towards this virus, rarely wearing masks or social distancing. Anthony. Paula, thank you. I want to thank everybody for the tremendous support. I'm going to Walter Reed Hospital. I think I'm doing very well, but we're going to make sure that things work out. The First Lady is doing very well. So uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I will never forget it. Thank you. Well, guys, we are back. And uh, as we said before the break, we're going to be opening up talking about Trump gets the coronavirus. <laughs> Man, can you believe it? Can you believe it? Trump contracts the coronavirus. Man, so many thoughts running through my mind. Uh, I remember being up the night that uh, he supposedly tweeted this out. I think it might have been Friday of last week, uh, which was October the 2nd. Or the third, uh, might have been the third. Um, no, it was the second, October the second, that uh, he tweeted this out. The uh, Hope Hicks advisor uh, came out, rather that Hope Hicks, one of his senior advisors, uh, you know, uh, contracted the coronavirus, and uh, according to the timeline that uh, was released. Uh, looking at this according to NPR timeline, what do we know of President Trump's COVID-19 diagnosis and treatment? So this was updated uh, as of 320 on Sunday. Uh, President Trump is hospitalized at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center as he faces COVID-19. Um, but Saturday, this, this timeline starts Saturday, September 26. Trump hosted a ceremony in the White House Garden to announce his nominee for the U.S. Supreme Court, Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, guests, many, uh, many without masks, packed into the outdoor space, and some were also photographed 
uh, together indoors. The White House has coronavirus testing protocols for guests and members of the press. This is in, uh, uh, a, a parenthetical uh, uh, antidote or parenthetical message that was uh, indicated in this article. However, there's video that's circulating around social media that shows these guests walking around in the garden um, without masks. They are hugging, they're kissing each other, uh, and you know, coronavirus. Like like uh, Cardi B said, coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Coronavirus, you know. So uh, it's, it is to be. It was to be expected. Saturday, September twenty sixth, was this White House Garden uh, reception for the uh, U.S. Supreme Court candidate Amy Coney Barnett, who uh, is you know um, they're going to try to rush this nomination through uh, to uh, or by rather November first. The Republicans are going to rush this nomination through we talked about that in the earlier show or last week's show our thoughts about that as well and how um, unfortunate it is and hypocritical it is of the Republican Party to try to do so uh, given the fact that just uh, a year uh, you know into or a year uh, the last year in Obama's presidency when uh, Justice Antonin Scalia, uh, passed away. Uh, he wanted to uh, nominate a, uh, a Garland Merrick or Merrick Garland, uh, Merrick Garland, as the uh, the nominee for the Supreme Court. And the Republicans uh, at the time uh, held up that nomination for eight months, saying, in essence, that the next president should be able or should should um, have the uh, opportunity to do that. And it was and it should not be left up to this lame duck president who is in the last year of his term in office. And so um, it's quite unfair uh, for this to be happening. So we wanted to make sure uh, it was known and on record that we are in disagreement with that. And we don't believe that she is worthy of this appointment either. Uh, much has come out about her, and um, I believe this appointment is going to jeopardize uh, the uh, the the uh, Obamacare uh, and uh, jeopardize millions of Americans who are depending on uh, Obamacare to to get them through this health crisis. And she, I believe, has gone on record uh, saying that uh, she is against Obamacare, and um, th- this this just so happens to be. Uh, uh, case that's being taken up by the Supreme Court, and guess what? You got you, the court is now going to have a Republican majority, uh, six to three, I believe now, and um, and so you can only imagine what the ruling is going to be if, in fact, this uh, this candidate. Uh, Amy Coney Barrett, uh, this nominee is 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 uh, officially confirmed before November first or before this election. What's going to happen? She's going to uh, strike down this uh, legislation, historic legislation that uh, President Obama uh, uh, got passed uh, during his his time in office, and and again, it's going to jeopardize millions of Americans, and so. Uh, we just wanted to share that with you and what our thoughts were about that. But back to the timeline, 
according to uh, NPR, then Tuesday, uh, the following week, Trump attended the presidential debates in Cleveland. We're going to be talking about that in the last segment of uh, tonight's show. Uh, members of the Trump family and other guests of the president did not wear masks in the debate venue, despite being asked to by Cleveland Clinic staff. I want to read that again. Members of the Trump family and other guests of the president did not wear masks in the debate venue, despite being asked to by Cleveland Clinic staff. And to add insult to injury, debate moderator Chris Wallace said on Fox on Friday that Trump wasn't tested before attending the debate because he arrived late. Instead, organizers relied on the honor system, he said. Conversely, Democratic nominee Joe Biden and his group at the debate have all tested negative so far. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Wednesday, the next day, Trump flew to Minnesota for a fundraiser and an outdoor rally. Hope Hicks, one of Trump's closest aides, and you know why, <laughs> because she's a, a, a very attractive young woman and he always gravitates towards attractive young women, reportedly started to feel unwell and tried to isolate on the, on the Air Force One ride back to Washington. Hmm, I wonder why. On Saturday, in parenthesis, White House physician Conley said it had been 72 hours since the president's diagnosis which would mean midday on Wednesday, Conley later said he had made a mistake that he meant to say Saturday had been day three of the diagnosis. Now, here we are. Uh, Hope Hicks, one of Trump's closest aides, flew to Minnesota with him for a fundraiser and an outdoor rally. There's pictures of uh, his advisors, including Hope Hicks, boarding Air Force One. None of them have masks on. And they're walking very leisurely and casually getting on Air Force One. It continues. Thursday, Hicks reportedly received a positive coronavirus test on Thursday. That afternoon, Trump flew to New Jersey for an indoor fundraiser at which few people wore masks. Now, guys, I complain all the time about the masks, and I'm not, uh, you know, I, I, I complained about them, but I wear the masks because I understand that the mask protects you from uh, in many cases from contracting this coronavirus and it's very disparaging to see how this administration continues to um, uh, to 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 conduct themselves as if this is not important that this uh, is 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 not a global health crisis that it is 200,000 people are not with us and over 2 million people have been infected globally because of this pandemic and and yet this administration seems to care less about what's happening in the world around them 
And in parenthesis, at Saturday's press conference, Dr. Brian uh, Gibaldi said the president began an experimental antibody therapy about 48 hours ago that will place the beginning of that treatment at midday on Thursday. Conley has also walked that time reference back saying Regeneron was administered late Thursday. But again, you you hear what we're what we're alluding to. That night, Bloomberg News reported that Hicks had been confirmed positive for the coronavirus. In a phone interview on Fox News shortly after, Trump said he and First Lady Melania Trump had tested positive and were away who had, had been tested and were waiting the results. Now, again, what we are getting to you know what let me continue with the timeline because because this is what is going to happen so trump tweeted out hope hicks who's been working so hard without even taking a small break has just tested positive for covid19 terrible with the exclamation point the first lady and i are waiting for our test results and in the meantime we'll begin our quarantine process Doctors have said Trump had a fever Thursday into Friday, but didn't say how high it was. Hmm. Then Friday, shortly after 1 a.m., Trump tweeted that he and his wife had tested positive for the coronavirus. White House Press Secretary Kylie McKinney told Fox News Trump had announced his coronavirus test results within an hour of receiving it. On Friday morning, Mark Meadows, the White House chief of staff, told reporters that Trump had mild symptoms. So what I am getting to and alluding to here is that the president knew that Hope Hicks had tested positive for the coronavirus before they flew to New Jersey for an indoor fundraiser and he still went. He still went to New Jersey knowing that his closest advisor, Hope Hicks, his closest aide, had tested positive for the coronavirus. And he still went putting others in harm's way because he could be a potential carrier of the virus. And he obviously didn't care when he, in the position that he is, should be the one who cares the most. So, guys, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I I just don't, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm. You know, there are conspiracy theorists out there who think that, you know, the president doesn't have the virus. Um, they're, they're, they're saying that, you know, this is all a hoax, that he doesn't ne- doesn't necessarily have it, but he's um, he is uh, doing it to gain the sympathy of the American people because of his terrible debate performance. And I mean, it could be theater, but um I I I personally think he does have it because you know and I don't believe in karma so to speak uh but I believe that uh you know 
God uh, organized this whole thing. God orchestrated this whole thing so that Trump would be again exposed for the fraud that he is. And here, this man has so much blood on his hands already. And now it makes him look even worse to now be, um, you know, uh, a party to his own demise and being a carrier of the virus that he himself has made fun of, has downplayed, and is responsible for the deaths of so many people. So, you know, but it's interesting, those who who believe that this is nothing but theater, because, uh, you know, there's been video of him in a motorcade, supposedly wearing the mask and, um, you know, others, you know, waving to his supporters, letting them know that he's doing fine or whatever, whatever. And if he was really uh, uh, in serious, his health was in serious crisis. You know, then why is he not in the hospital? Uh, but you know, I mean, it, it remains to be seen. I, you you can believe whatever you want to believe, and you're uh, more than welcome to do so. I'm sure. Uh, you know, those conspiracy theorists who believe that is a hoax have their reasons. Uh, I tend to believe that he does have it, uh, and. Uh, but but you know we we'll, we will see of course we will see but i thought it was interesting that you know days later after you know making fun of of uh vice president former vice president joe biden for wearing masks and uh and 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 really downplaying this entire coronavirus pandemic this covid-19 pandemic and him being primarily responsible for uh, this nation's, um, you know, the, the the handling and mishandling of this pandemic, for him to take that posture and for him to now have contracted the virus himself, in the words of Malcolm X, the chickens coming home to roost. Think about that. Think about that. You know, this seems to me like he's getting his just desserts. And on the other side of this, I'm wondering, you know, are we going to see a more contrite president? Are we going to see a more, uh, you know, I don't know, a more empathetic president now that he's contracted the virus? You heard in the opening video uh, him thanking uh, so many of his supporters for their thoughts and prayers and uh, he's doing fine and you know he'll be uh, back to work soon and, and, and whatnot. so you know all of this again is, is, is up for debate and discussion obviously you know you have your opinions I have mine uh, and, and it's, it's just interesting again to see the timing of all of this and what uh, has come out as a result of it but um i just uh you know this is just again for me more evidence and more proof that we need to go to the polls and vote in november because this man uh has done uh, a horrible job 
in this office. He does not deserve another four years as president of this country. Um, and, and, and we need to do whatever it takes to make sure that this does not happen again. Um, yeah, this is my thoughts and my, my feelings about that. Well, guys, we're going to take our next break of the night. When we come back, we're going to get into our discussion of the Brianna Taylor case and what new evidence is coming out as a result of it. You don't want to go anywhere, guys. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. Demiree Graphics. In need of a local design for your business, then check out Demiree Graphics. Need flyers, business cards, t-shirts, or website for your business, then check out Demiree Graphics. The people at Demiree Graphics will get you right for your next business venture. They're professional, creative, courteous, and they get the job done right every time. Check out the team at Demiree Graphics. Give them a call today at 734-219-5266. Demiree Graphics, bringing your imagination to life. Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons for over 20,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and MichaelNimmons.com. Tune in today. The Thinking Out Loud radio show giving voice to issues that matter to you. Thinking Out Loud swag is here. T-shirts, polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks. All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud. have spoken from Minneapolis, Minnesota to London, England from New Zealand to New York City Black Lives Matter and I Can't Breathe are the sentiment of people around the world Dr. King was right injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere we must do everything we can to continue to march protest and rally for justice let us march on until victory is won. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show.
listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. New questions in the Breonna Taylor case, which has been sparking protests across the country. A new ballistics report has come to light just as the officer charged in the case faces a judge. Here's ABC's Elizabeth Schultz. This morning, a former officer is set to face a judge as the only man charged in the Breonna Taylor investigation. Former Louisville officer Brett Hankinson is just hours away from his arraignment after being indicted on three counts of wanton endangerment. Investigators say he endangered neighbors when he opened fire that night. His charges sparking outrage after a grand jury decided not to bring murder charges against any of the officers involved in Taylor's death. It would not be the same for a white woman. And now a state ballistics report obtained by ABC News is raising new questions about what happened inside Taylor's apartment. Kenneth Walker fired the shot that hit Sergeant Mattingly. The round that struck Sergeant Mattingly was fired from a 9mm handgun. The LMPD officers fired 40 caliber handguns. Last week, State Attorney General Daniel Cameron claimed Taylor's boyfriend Kenneth Walker shot a police officer in that botched drug raid, but the ballistics report says the shot that hit the officer was neither identified or eliminated from having been fired from Kenneth Walker's gun. The FBI conducted a separate ballistics test. Those results are not public. The Kentucky State Police's own ballistics report could not determine that Kenny shot is who hit Officer Manningly. Cameron also said a witness had reported that police identified themselves before entering Taylor's apartment, but Walker's attorney says that witness changed his story and waited two months before agreeing to that version of events. Vice News recently obtained audio of that witness allegedly claiming they did not hear police identify themselves. ABC News has not individually authenticated that tape. Kenneth and Mona? Just bad the young lady lost her life, uh, but you know, we do have to take into account that her boyfriend did shoot at the cops and shot a cop. This is the misconstruing of facts by Charles Barkley. While the plainclothes officers contend they identified themselves, Taylor's boyfriend says they did not. And he opened fire to defend himself against what he thought were intruders. But it's not just Walker. So, like I say, even though I'm really sorry she lost her life, I don't think that we can just say we can put this in the same situation with George Floyd and Ahmaud Aubrey. I just don't believe that. This is Whitlock-level clownism. That's an insult to Brianna's family. Brianna is in the same category with George Floyd, my twin, because they both was murdered by police. We've got a dozen neighbors who were interviewed by police as well who said they never heard the police announce that they were police. There's no question they were beating on the door, but they never announced as police. Walker's attorney, Stephen Romine. Outrage is not strong enough for the raw emotional sentiment when listening to Charles Barkley lie on national TV. I mean, he really had the gall to pin this on Kenneth Walker. So let's clear this up for Chuck once and for all. Kenneth Walker and neighbors have said they'd never heard police announce themselves before entering. Breonna Taylor was shot eight times by Louisville police. She was still alive when officers 
ordered Walker out of the home. He called 911, then Taylor's mom as Brianna struggled to breathe. She died in the hallway of her home because officers murdered her and did not care to give her medical attention promptly. Police used a battering ram to enter Taylor's apartment. A newly released incident report by Louisville police is mostly blank saying there was no forced entry and marks Taylor's injuries as none. And they falsified a police report. Walker was interviewed just hours after police murdered his girlfriend. Sergeant John Mattingly's interview took two weeks. And well, the investigator helped him out. So in the pre-operational briefing, you guys just considered this this location as, and I've heard this a couple times throughout this investigation, as a soft target. Right. Based on the information that, that the lead had um, concerning the, the entire investigation, correct? The organization of the, you know, drug trafficking. Um, so that's that's what made the, you know, that's what kind of made you all come up with the, the original. Hey, we're just gonna knock, try and get her to the door, you know, the most passive way into the the server warrant. That's not an investigator. Like Bill Barr to Donald Trump, that's favoritism. The investigator questioning Mattingly describes a raid involving at least seven officers and a battering ram as the most passive way in and says Mattingly rightfully returned fire after We are back and uh, we are continuing our discussion of news events that have taken place within the past few days, including uh, Trump contracting the coronavirus, him along with First Lady Melania Trump and several of his advisors. Their staff is coming out, it seems like, uh, uh, you know, on a daily basis now since he contracted or the news uh, was released that he contracted the coronavirus, he and First Lady Melania Trump. And um, we talked in the last segment about that as well as the implications and even share with you our thoughts about that as well. Uh, but in this segment, we're going to be talking about the Breonna Taylor case uh, and uh, some new new evidence that's being released, uh, audio and video uh, recordings that have been released uh, that was shown to the grand jury. All of this came about because of a uh, motion uh, grand juror in the Breonna Taylor case, according to uh, Benjamin Crump. We talked about this in the last episode. Uh, he uh, tweeted this out. Uh, a grand juror in the Breonna Taylor case has filed a motion accusing uh, Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron of hiding behind secrecy requirements while misleading the public about what evidence the grand jury actually saw, using them as a shield. He calls for disclosure of grand jury records. And um, you heard uh, a little bit of that uh, in the opening video uh, that we played for you. Uh, and the explanation of what actually took place. And just to clarify, um, what uh, seems to have happened is that Daniel Cameron, uh, the attorney general for uh, the state of Kentucky, uh, has, uh, it's, it appears that he um, is putting the onus on the grand jury uh, to do what he should have done. Uh, because, uh, according to reports, the grand jury is uh, typically led by 
uh, the district attorney or the attorney general, whoever is leading the case, the prosecutor who is leading the case, they are reacting to the charges that the uh, prosecuting attorney wants to bring against whoever it is they want to indict. And uh, uh, but but it seems here that uh, the uh, Daniel Cameron was trying to uh, uh, say that the grand jury had the opportunity to uh, bring charges, uh, murder charges against the two officers that are directly responsible for the death of Breonna Taylor. But uh, they are not uh, usually uh, doing that when they have been asked to sit in that position as a grand juror. Uh, they are reacting to the charges that the prosecuting attorney wants to bring against whoever they want to indict. And so there's more evidence coming out. And you heard in this video also that even though the state of Kentucky has uh, pretty much resolved uh, or ended their investigation of this matter, uh, the FBI uh, is continuing their investigating the investigation and could very well bring federal charges against the two officers uh, that are directly responsible for the death of Breonna Taylor. So uh, we are hoping that that is in fact what will happen that federal charges will be brought against those two officers uh, because, uh, you know, somebody has to be held accountable for this young lady's death. I mean, she was a frontline worker, an EMT, from what I understand, and working in the medical field during this coronavirus at home at night, minding her own business with her boyfriend, and her life was tragically taken. And somebody has got to be held accountable for it. And everything that you hear and, and, and you read about this particular case, you hear about this botched raid, a botched raid. And whenever something is botched, that means that something went wrong. And, and, and so if something went wrong and a life was taken, then somebody needs to be held accountable for that. And, and it just does not seem like that has happened in this case whatsoever. Uh, according to reports here we're seeing on CNN, officer testified that police knocked six or seven times before Brianna Taylor was fatally shot. Uh, according to uh, what we were told prior to um, this testimony, uh, this was a no-knock warrant that was issued by a judge in Kentucky. Uh, and a no-knock warrant means that the police are able to just uh, pretty much uh, bust into someone's home uh, under the authority of the, uh, the, 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 the courts because of the no-knock warrant. So if this officer here is testifying that they knocked six or seven times announcing themselves and no one came to the door... I mean, what's going on here? Somebody's lying. And then uh, you're hearing also that 11 of the 12 witnesses that were interviewed say that the police did not identify themselves when uh, Breonna Taylor's apartment was raided. Uh, and so 
I mean, you, 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 there's a lot, there's more questions out there, uh, seemingly, than answers. And uh, it, it just seems un, unfair and unjust for this person's life uh, to have been lost and no one to be held accountable or responsible for her life. And I, you know, concur with uh, what has been said so far about this particular case that is proven and showing uh, how little uh, the life of a black woman matters here in this country where her life uh, and, and those responsible for taking her life have not been held accountable for that. And uh, it is a tragedy. It is a tragedy and very disappointing in this uh, climate that we're in currently that the Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron, and he's, a, he's the first African-American Attorney General, did not see that the see the importance of this young black woman's life. And you heard in uh, the video clip there his comments that he believed that the officers were justified in protecting themselves. Um, and I can, I mean, you can look at it both on both sides because yes, the officers might have been justified in returning fire, but you have to also understand if they were issuing uh, or ex executing a no-knock warrant on this uh, on this apartment in the wee hours of the morning, you can imagine what. Uh, these two young people were thinking when they were when their home was being raided and they didn't know that they were the police. And another important point to bring out is the boyfriend of Bianca Taylor at the time is a legal gun owner, and at the time when his home was being raided by the police, he didn't know that they were the police. Because they did not identify themselves, according to reports, so he brandished his gun. He looked. He he got his he got his weapon to protect his home, like any other law-abiding gun owner would do. And uh, thinking that they were burglars, he was protecting his home. He didn't know that they were police officers that were uh, uh, executing a raid at that point, and so he shot. Thinking that he was protecting his home, only to find out later that they were the police. And so you can understand his frustration. You can understand the confusion that ensued because of the no-knock warrant, because of the chaos that was that took place in the early mornings uh, when this particular uh, incident took place. And so um, when you have, uh, for example, uh, people like uh, TNT analysts and former NBA uh, star Charles Barkley coming out and, and saying that uh, he, uh, you know, that he's on the side of the police in this matter. And this is different than George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery because the boyfriend, uh, you know, shot first he was shooting first because he didn't know they were the police 
and you can't. I mean, you. I mean, everybody. I mean, if you put yourself in his shoes, empathize with this young man. It's early in the morning, and your home is being raided. Your home is being broken into. Your first instinct is survival of the fittest. You're in survival mode. You're you're protecting your property. And that's what was happening there. And so I take uh, offense to what Charles Barkley said about this. And according to what uh, happened after uh, he made those comments... I mean, his Twitter feed is blown up. Social media is going after him, and rightfully so, because uh, words matter. And, uh, you know, here we thought, and I thought, like many of you, I'm sure, that Charles Barkley was somebody who was on the side of black America, that he was speaking truth to power because he's someone that uh, has spoken out about the uh, police brutality and spoken out about George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, and Breonna Taylor, and many others that have, um, you know, fallen victim to police brutality. But for him to come out in defense of the police with this botch raid and all the things that have gone wrong and the, the first African-American Attorney General Daniel Cameron choosing not to indict any of the police officers that were directly involved in this case is horrendous. It is a travesty. And for Charles Barkley to side with the Attorney General, to side with the police in this matter, I think uh, is terrible. He is on the wrong side of history and he needs to issue an apology uh, regarding this because Uh, This young man, again, was only protecting his property and doing what he thought was right at the time. So we're going to continue to be watching uh, this particular case, even though the state has ended their investigation. Again, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, is and has a ongoing investigation going on uh, to uh, possibly bring bring federal charges against the two officers who are directly responsible for the death of Breonna Taylor, and we're hoping that that will take place very soon. Of course, however, we know that um, you know this administration, the Trump administration, is. Uh, you know, you know, you know what the, we we know what they stand for, and uh, you know who they are behind, and they're not on the side of black people. So, um, you know, we we should not be surprised if uh, the investigation ends and there are no charges brought against these two officers. But again, it's very unfortunate that this young lady's lost her life, and no one is being held accountable for it. Um, and I just um, thoughts and prayers go out to the family. Uh, you know, uh, what is not talked about, of course, is um, the $12 million settlement that was awarded to the Taylor family, um, you know, as a result of uh, her death. Uh, but, you know, money, again, uh, does not bring Brianna Taylor back. 
Uh, it, it solves some problems, but it certainly does not bring her life back. And her life, I'm sure, is more valuable to her family, more valuable to a lot of people than uh, any money that you can uh, put on her life. There's no monetary value that you can put on a person's life. And certainly, uh, you know, this only uh, solves some problems, but it certainly does not bring her back to her family. Uh, so we just, again, want to uh, bring that to light and share that with you and share our thoughts about uh, this unfortunate killing, this, uh, you know, this murder of this EMT worker. Uh, who who had so much promise, so much life uh, that she had in front of her that was taken by these Louisville, Kentucky police officers. And so we'll continue to be watching this case and hoping and praying that justice will be served. Well, guys, we're going to take our next break of the night. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the presidential debates that took place a week ago and sharing with you our thoughts about that uh, on tonight. So I uh, can't wait to get into that. A lot of things to talk about and share with you. You don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. This is Michael Eric Dyson, and when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Thinking Out Loud swag is here. T-shirts, polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks. All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud. All pro football player Derek Mason on Jay Z in the NFL. Jay Z said, you know, we're past milling. Because Jay Z, you may be past milling, but the guys that are still milling, the guys that are still fighting for injustice, they're not past milling. Everybody's screaming that, oh, Jay Z's at the table now. We should be happy that one of us is at the table. Just because you're at the table doesn't mean we all eat the same. Poet and lyricist Ty Scott King on the culture of CHH. My brain is overloaded. Like, I think a lot of people are like, man, there's not really many people doing this. There are thousands of very amazing artists that are doing Christian hip hop. So I think about Aaron Cole. I think about Stephen Malcolm, who is there someone that could hear an interview and be like, I want to work with him. Like, he would be a person that I, I would love to work with. He's just a phenomenal rapper, just really creative. Wande, she's another one that, uh, another artist that I had on my radio show. She is, um, Wande is maybe in her early 20s. She's doing a lot of stuff now with Reach Records and just really different, <laughs> really um, going against the grain. 
Griff from Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell on what he does besides comedy. Yeah, yeah. Comedy is always my first my first job. Radio is my side job, but I just um, got a nonprofit. I've been working with other people's nonprofits for the last 30 years, um, and I just created my own nonprofit, 501c3, called the Process Success Foundation to deal with leadership. And basically, I'm just going to take a bunch of young men on field trips all around the world. And I can show you how during the NHL season that all basketball stadiums have ice on them with the hardwood over the ice. Once I show you those processes, then I can teach you the process of forgiveness. I can teach you the process of love. I can teach you the process of being grateful. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. should be the next book you purchase. Written by radio host and minister, Michael Nimitz. Vision is an insightful, thought-provoking book that is also a helpful tool in getting you to see your life through God's eyes. Vision Endorsed by best-selling authors Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks and mega-pastor Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelnimmons.com. Get your copy today. Vision. Vision. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. You could never have done the job that we did. You don't have it in your blood. You could have never done that job. I know how to do the job. I know how to get the job Well, you done. didn't do very well in swine flu. H1N1, you were a disaster. Your own chief 14, of staff said 000, you were a disaster. 14,000 people died, not 200,000. There was a no very, economic well, recession. Like, sir, you made a point. There, there, there was no recession. You made a point. Let him answer there, it. And there was no one. There was no, we didn't shut down the economy. This is his economy that's being he shut down. Are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland? Are you prepared to to specifically do it? I I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing. Not from the right. So what are you? What are you? you what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. You want to call them? What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and white right like supremacists. Proud supremacists and right proud supremacists. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left. You should go out and vote. You're in voting now. Vote and let your senators know how strongly you, you feel. Court? Let vote now. Make court? sure you, in fact, let people know you're senators. I'm not going to answer the question Why because, you that because question? the question is the question is the question left. Will you shut up, man? Is it true that you paid $750 
in federal income taxes each of those two years. I paid millions of dollars in taxes, millions of dollars of income tax. And let me just tell you, there was a story in one of the papers that paid, I paid $38 million one year. I paid $27 million Show us your tax return. I went, uh, you'll see it as soon as it's finished. You'll see it. I'm you urging my supporters to go into the polls and watch very carefully because that's what has to happen. I am urging them to do it. As you know, today there was a big problem. In Philadelphia, they went in to watch. They were called poll watchers, a very safe, very nice thing. They were thrown out. They weren't allowed to watch. You know why? Because bad things happen in Philadelphia, bad things. And you- I am urging, I am urging my people. I hope it's going to be a fair election. If it's a fair You're election, I am 100% on board. But if I see tens of thousands of ballots being manipulated, I can't go along with that. Show up and vote. You will determine the outcome of this election. Vote, vote, vote. If you're able to vote early in your state, vote early. If you're able to vote in person, vote in person. Vote whatever way is the best way for you. Because you will, he cannot stop you from being able to determine the outcome of this election. President Trump, Vice President Biden, it's been an interesting hour and a half. All right, guys, we are back and uh, we talked before the break about the Breonna Taylor case and uh, gave you a few updates about that. Again, the Federal Bureau of Investigation is still investigating uh, the two officers that were directly responsible for the death of Breonna Taylor. We're hoping and praying that they will be bringing federal charges against those officers. Somebody has got to be held accountable for her death. Somebody has got to be held accountable for that. So, uh, again, there's more evidence coming out of it, recordings and video that has been released because of a, 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 a grand juror, uh, you know, filing a motion to have those uh, documents and that evidence released to the public so that the public could see what evidence was shared with them and that the attorney general was trying to hide behind and certainly um, we're we're hoping and praying again that the federal bureau of investigation the fbi will be filing federal charges against those two officers in this segment we're going to be talking about the presidential debates that took place a little over a week ago a lot has happened since then of course we talked in the first segment about trump contracting the coronavirus <laughs> uh talking about the chickens coming home to roost uh, <laughs> uh uh you know taken from uh statement malcolm x made uh back in the day but um you know it's it's interesting that uh here we are and the president of the united states uh has contracted the coronavirus but um you know, we talked about that in the first segment, and tonight we want to talk about the presidential debates and, you know, how that all went. And I want to share something with you uh, that will probably surprise you, especially given as much as time that I devote to talking about politics and talking about uh, what's happening in the, the in this political climate. Uh, I want to admit something to you. I did not watch the presidential debates. And I can hear you going, what? Really? What? You know, no, I did not watch the presidential debate. So, you know, as everyone uh, 
catches their collective breaths. Uh, no, I did not watch the presidential debates, and I'll tell you why. The reason I did not watch the presidential debates is because uh, what happened uh, on uh, last week with the presidential debates is something that I thought would happen, that uh, it would be nothing but a uh, argument on stage, a uh, uh, you know, Trump is nothing but a liar. You cannot believe anything that he says or does. Um, and, you know, Joe Biden is, you know, would, would have to constantly compete with him and all of the lies and the vitriol that he would be spewing uh, during that debate. And there was it was to me fruitless Nothing good was going to come out of it. And just as I thought, nothing good came out of it. And so uh, I did not watch the presidential debates. I figured I would see it on YouTube. I watched some of the highlights and I was not disappointed. Uh, And I felt like I didn't miss anything either because I pretty much knew what was going to happen. And I'm not trying to say that, you know, I'm this great, you know, prophet or something like that. But um, the narrative had already been put out there. You know, Trump is what he is. And we know he's a liar in chief. He's not going to own up to any uh, thing that he does wrong. He's not going to take responsibility for it. So I don't know what we were expecting in watching it. I don't know what we were expecting to hear him say. Take he, him take responsibility for the two hundred thousand uh, deaths, uh, two hundred and eight thousand deaths of, of the coronavirus that lay at his feet, the blood that is on his hands because of his handling and mishandling of this global pandemic. Uh, I don't know what we were expecting him to say. Uh, you know, the question asked of him to denounce white supremacy, and surprisingly, uh, it took him, you know, uh, five ten minutes to give a non-answer and 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 essentially, um, you know, give a dog whistle to the white supremacist organizations that are out there, including what uh, some say are the Proud Boys. So. I don't know what we were expecting or what you were expecting because I wasn't surprised by any of it. And quite frankly, I'm I'm fed up with uh, what he has done and who he is and the fact that there is no one that has a spine in the Republican Party to even raise a hand or um, or or even question this man's men- mental state and mental state of mind. There's nobody in the Republican Party that is strong enough and and uh, and has enough courage to stand up to this to this this narcissistic president. It's unbelievable. This tyrant, and that's who we have in the Oval Office. This has got to be. The darkest hours of our nation's history of presidential politics. This is the darkest I think it has ever been. 
And I'm sure if you interview any journalist that has been following presidential politics for any length of time, they would tell you that this has got to be the darkest hour of this country. And we've gone through the Great Depression. We've gone through uh, a recession. We've gone through a number of different obstacles. And by far, I think, this has got to be the worst. You know, World War One, World War Two, uh, Vietnam, you, the Civil Rights Movement, you name it. This has got to be the absolute worst that we have ever been as a nation and this is the man at the helm and if after this debate the first debate there still you still feel like Trump is the one that needs to lead this country the problem isn't him it's you and that to me is where he is the most dangerous he is the most dangerous because he has now transferred his ignorance and his idiocy onto those who follow him because I, I, I just I don't know I mean I think any reasonable person looking at this man and seeing everything that he has done or has not done in the four years that he's been the the commander in chief of this nation and you still have confidence in his leadership the problem is in him it is you because you are now a reflection of who is leading you, and I, that's why I can, that's why I can say with confidence that he is not my president because I have no confidence in his leadership whatsoever. Every decision he's made, uh, every press conference, every speech he's given, there is nothing. Uh, vital, nothing fruitful that has come out of it. N- I, there is n- nothing. There, his contribution to this, uh, to, to to the to the welfare of this democracy has been absolutely disgraceful, and um, he is a of abject failure, an embarrassment. And quite frankly, he will go down in history as not just the worst president of this country, but the worst world leader to ever be put in this position. I I, I, I believe that a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Right up there with Adolf Hitler. And, uh, and 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 many of those who, you know, have blood on their hands. He has two hundred thousand people's blood on his hands, and there are recordings of him mocking uh, this whole pandemic and 
and saying he didn't want to cause a panic and all of these things. And now he has it. So what do you say then? So, you know, I am uh, I, 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 the, the, the debate was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Now, the vice presidential debate is coming up on tomorrow. And I do plan to watch that because I believe that Kamala Harris, vice presidential candidate, Senator Kamala Harris, is going to. Uh, quote unquote bring the noise I think she's going to be a formidable uh, adversary for the current vice president Mike Pence uh, you know I think uh, you know he is he has got nothing to offer on tomorrow but I think she is going to be a prosecutorial attorney and she's going to do her she's done her due diligence and she is going to Chew him up and spit him out, and I won't do I, that. Is must see TV for me. That right there is going to be must see TV. I want to see that because I have every uh, bit of confidence in uh, Kamala Harris's ability to prosecute this administration and Mike Pence, uh, Mike Pence's accessory to the crime. Because he is definitely as culpable as this president is, he is at he's he's at the scene of the crime. He is an accessory to these murders. He is an accessory in this pandemic. He is an accessory in this administration, and he should be held to held uh, uh, accountable. His feet should be held to the fire as well. So I'm not going to miss tomorrow. Uh, I definitely plan to watch and you should as well uh, but I tell I told you why I didn't watch the presidential debate and I was right what happened happened and that's Trump and in Trump's own words it is what it is but um, let me be very clear what happened on um, a week ago at the presidential debates did not change how I plan to vote in November. Joe Biden is still the best of the two candidates. He is uh, and will do, I think, a much better job than this president, this current president has ever done and will do. Um, and, you know, I think he's more stable. He is uh, more balanced has more substance, more to bring to the table, and um, just a better leader, a better leader. And that's what this country needs, stability and better leadership. And this presidency that we are currently in right now is nothing but failed leadership. And that's what this is. No no if ands or buts about it uh, so um, that is my two cents about the presidential debates you know again everything that came out of it I was expecting it 
We knew he was not going to uh, denounce white supremacy. They, uh, you know, I saw later on he did an interview with, I believe, Sean Hannity, where he did come out and, you know, days later uh, denounce the Proud Boys and other white supremacist organizations. But why did it? Why did it take you uh, three or four days later? To come back on and to denounce white supremacy, uh, you know, you know why? Because his Republican uh, cronies behind the scenes put pressure on him to do so because of how bad it looks, not just for Trump, but for the Republican Party. Because, again, this is not just the leader of the country, but he's the leader of your party, not denouncing racism and not denouncing white supremacy. And Mitch McConnell, as much as we think, uh, as little rather, as we think of him, he had enough gumption and uh, enough wherewithal. To denounce white supremacy And so uh, Trump did do that But of course You know Nobody believes him at Three or four days later You know And again We didn't think he was going to do it When uh, when the question was asked In the first place You know What do you want me to say Say you denounce white, white supremacy There's nothing hard about that But this is where we are this is where we are. And again, it's more evidence and more proof that you need to go to the polls and vote in November. You cannot afford to take this election for granted. You cannot afford to do that. There is no excuse, no excuse whatsoever. It is all hands on deck. Everybody needs to go out and vote. And not only go out and vote, but make sure your relatives, your neighbors, your co-workers, whoever, go out and make sure you vote. That goes without saying. It goes without saying. Register to vote and go and vote. Make sure you exercise your fundamental right as citizens of this country and do what you are supposed to do and vote. That's my two cents, guys. We're going to take our last break of the night. When we come back, we're going to be paying tribute to one of the greatest spiritual fathers that I know, the Honorable Bishop David L. Ellis, celebrating his 85th birthday. If he were alive today, he will be celebrating his 85th birthday. And we certainly miss him. We miss his leadership. We miss his wisdom. But we want to share a powerful excerpt from one of his many sermons that he delivered in the course of his life as our thought of the week. You don't want to go anywhere, guys. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the thinking out loud radio show. 
giving voice to issues that matter to you. What's up, everybody? This is your girl, Telly Hampton, coming to you straight from Detroit, Michigan. Right now, I am tuned in with your great host, Michael Nimmons. Make sure you stay locked to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Tune in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show every Tuesday at 8 p.m. with radio host, Michael Nimmons. Available everywhere you listen to your podcast. And now available for download on the Detroit Praise Network app. Thinking Out Loud swag is here. T-shirts, polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks. All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you... Who Told You That You Were Naked is a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. I was cracking Planet Earth. It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemes. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. It's time, 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 time for the Thinking Out Loud radio show of the week. We said earlier during our introduction. Tonight's show is dedicated to the life and legacy of the Honorable Bishop David L. Ellis. During tonight's show and during our thought of the week, we want to share with you an excerpt of the ministry of this anointed 
and powerful saint of God. Take a listen. Not in your lap. 
Hallelujah. 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 My praise and my preaching does not determine who's here or who wants to hear me or whatever. Praise the Lord. My praise is in just blessing the Lord. Hallelujah. Just thanking him for his grace that he gave me. And he tells me my grace is sufficient. Hallelujah. My God, my God. He knows how much you can bear. He knows what you can stand. And quit saying you can't take no more. Because the very time you're saying you can't take no more, God will put some more on you and let you see you can take that and then take that and then take that and then take that and still not stop shouting not stop praising him and oh God you haven't brought me nothing that you didn't give me strength to go through it you haven't put anything on me that you haven't given me power to stand up against it and I came to tell you today that he tells you and I like he tells St. Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. And the messenger of Satan, whatever it is that comes to destroy and comes to steal your joy, I've given you enough grace to hang in there. Hallelujah. Because I'm fighting every battle for you. Amen. Is the Lord fighting your battles? Is the Lord fighting your battles? I said, is the Lord fighting your battle? And I want to tell you this. Everything about you, you can't pray over it. You can't fast over it. And get it out and whatever and so forth. Because there's some things you're going to go through, honey. Yeah, glory. And the devil himself knows that he can't win. But he's going to take you through it just to see. Because that's his job. Just to see. Whether you're going to stand or not, but let it as sure as you and I are here, there's some things you and I must go through. There is no way around it. There is no shortcut. But you've got to make it. You've got to stand and rest assured that God knows everything that you're going through. Hey, God is a witness to the troubles that's in your way. But my grace, what I've already given you, it's enough to carry you through. I don't have anything else to give you, but use what I gave you, and you're coming out on top. Stop complaining and say, thank you, Lord. Stop there making yourself miserable. And praise the Lord, for my grace is sufficient. St. Paul said, I asked God three times, Lord, remove it, take it away from me. But neither time he prayed did God see fit to remove from him the thorn that was in his flesh. But God said to him that my grace is sufficient and my strength is made perfect in weakness. For God chose the weak things of this world to confound the wise 
and sometime when you're weak, you are strong. You will shock yourself. Some of the things you come through, it'll almost blow your mind. But it ain't you. It ain't you. It ain't you. But it's the Christ that said, I gave you strength. I gave you power. I gave you the help. Now praise me. Now bless me. Now thank me. I gave you the grace. We can't even guess what happened to Paul. We need not even form theories about what Paul had been through. Hallelujah. But see that third heaven business. When Paul went up into the third heavens, that was simply Paul being caught up. His spirit rose to an ecstasy and nearness to God, which was beyond surpassing. Amen. Paradise comes from a Persian word which means a walled garden. Hallelujah. God took him up so high until he just felt like he was in a walled garden. Because, see, God showed him things. God spoke to him up there. Hallelujah. God let him see some things. Oh, God. God took him up so high until he knew he was a human being. And he said, I got to do something to you, Paul, because you've seen such beautiful things and such magnificent revelations have come to you until if I don't do something, you'll get beside yourself and forget about who I am. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So Paul said that I might not boast and get up higher than I ought to get. God sent me something in my flesh and I call it a thorn to buffet me and to hold me down to keep me from getting called away. Hallelujah. I came to tell you today that God's got something to keep all of us where we ought to be. But when you get ready to point at somebody else and talk about how bad they are and what ought not to be and what ought to be, Remember, you got something that's got that's happening in your world that God's working on you with. Oh, children, I came to tell you this morning, we better just shout the victory when you're sick. Shout the victory and say, Lord, I know you're still alive. I'm sick as I can be. Trouble in my way. I'm not gonna give up. But I, I came to praise the Lord. Lord, help me to bless you. Help me to praise you. Help me to thank you. Regardless what I'm going through. 
Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed the ministry of the Honorable Bishop David L. Ellis. We had to share with you one of our favorite songs, My Mind is Made Up, as well as a powerful excerpt from one of his uh, many sermons entitled Chosen. Guys, I am just thrilled and honored to have had uh, been able to, to live, uh, you know, when he was alive and to certainly sit under his leadership. Uh, he was a great man of God, and I feel privileged and honored again to have known him as my spiritual father. And I hope his ministry blessed you on tonight. Well, guys, that's our show for tonight. I hope you enjoyed the discussion. The trending topics we discussed, of course, Trump contracting the coronavirus. And uh, now he's back at the White House. And uh, here he is again trying to downplay it as best he can. But again, he has succumbed to the virus uh, that he himself called a hoax. And uh, and so uh, that is something that he he and his supporters cannot seem to get to get around. Um, and then, of course, we also talked about the developing, uh, ele- the new developing evidence that's come out of the Breonna Taylor case. And we're hoping that the uh, Federal Bureau of Investigation is going to file federal charges against those two officers who are directly responsible for the death of Breonna Taylor. Uh, somebody should be held accountable for taking this young woman's life. Um, and again, um, our thoughts and prayers go out to her family. No amount of money, I'm sure, uh, can bring, of course, bring her back. And no amount of money can satisfy that family in this tragic loss. And again, we're hoping and praying that charges will be brought and justice will ultimately be served. And of course, we talked about the presidential debates. We want you to make sure you tune in tomorrow, Wednesday, to make sure you watch the vice presidential debates between Senator Kamala Harris and Vice President Mike Pence. I think that's going to be great theater as well as, um, uh, you know, a great substantive debate, um, you know, between these two individuals. Of course, Senator Kamala Harris, I think, is going to, uh, you know, just uh, chew uh, Mike Pence up and spit him out, I believe. I I think he can't even uh, imagine or fathom. Uh, what is what he's in store for on tomorrow? Uh, this definitely is must see TV. I definitely will be watching, and we'll make sure that we update you guys on what our thoughts are about that on next week's show. But make sure you tune in to the vice presidential debates that will be coming up uh, uh, on tomorrow, uh, October the seventh at eight p.m. I believe. On CNN, I think. I think that's who's going to be hosting uh, the vice presidential debates. Well, guys, that's our show for tonight. Remember to stop by michaelnemis.com and check out our gear, the Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. We've got a lot of great things in store. couple books there you can purchase. Vote Out Loud campaign shirts, Black Lives Matter shirts. We've got hats. We've got face masks. A lot of great things uh, on our website. Be sure to check out michaelnemis.com. A lot of great things there in store for you. Remember to follow us on all of our social media on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud radio show on Twitter and Instagram at TOL radio host MSN as well as our YouTube.
YouTube channel, Thinking Out Loud TV. Guys, we've uploaded some videos there. Uh, we've also offered some clarification to those of you who may be wondering, how can I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast? We're not on terrestrial radio yet. We're on podcast, and you can listen to us on all of our podcast on all the podcasting networks there, or you can go right to our website at michaelnemis.com, and you won't miss a show. Do that, and uh, I guarantee you're going to be blessed. Well, that's our show for tonight. Uh, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Your support helps to increase our exposure across the world wide web. Well, until next time, always remember, if you think it, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, you can be it. If you can be it, you can achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind's the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. To get more info about the show and the ministry, visit michaelnemons.com. Want to book radio host Michael Nemons for your next special event? Send an email to contact at michaelnemons.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to